0: Today on Oski Talk, I am back and we are here to break down Io DeSumo getting invited to the NBA Draft Combine, Brandon Peters, and what his ceiling is for the 2020-2021 season, and a pair of recruits coming to Illinois for the 2021 football season. Let's go.
1: This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. McCourt for the win. In the air.
0: Comes and Matt Baby with the ball in the air, and makes the catch! Hello, everybody, and welcome to OSCE Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Catazone. Just the two of us today, but we've got a ton to get into. We're going to get right into it, and we're going to start with the news that Io DeSumo receives an invite to the NBA Draft Combine. Great news for a guy that seems all but destined to end up in the NBA.
1: Yeah, this, I think, is the final decision. Uh, if he goes to this Combine on August 3rd, the day that you – Have to make your decision whether or not you're coming back to the NCAA, um, is pretty much the move that you're officially going to the NBA. I think, with just all the craziness going on, when scouts see him in, you know, the gym working at this combine, I think he's going to get drafted. I'm not 100% sure it's going to be in the first round, like he probably should, what we think he should be, but he's going to get drafted, um, maybe in that second round, maybe a little bit late into the second round, or at the very least picked up, um, and um maybe starting his career in the G League. But, you know, we, we talked with guys earlier this season, we talked with Dion Thomas about it, you know, he thought that if you get Kofi or Io in a gym, they are hundred percent gonna get picked up by a team. Um he thought they were gonna get drafted for sure. So uh I'm gonna go with the guy who um had a long professional career in Europe and, and was a fantastic His opinion um about what what you know these guys um where they're going to end up. And I think for Io, it is going to be the NBA.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. I think an important thing to remember when you talk about NBA NBA teams and their decision-making and their interview processes right before they make a pick, they're drafting the person almost as much as they're drafting the player. And sure, Io has great speed and one of the best slashers in college basketball and one of the best players in crunch time when it comes to the ncaa but he's also got a great head on his shoulders a great attitude great work ethic everything you put that together he's a very attractive draft pick i think late first round early second maybe even slips to the late second but i think that guy's definitely going to end up on an nba team when the draft rolls around in october
1: yeah i think when you think about what he's been practicing in the gym you know he's been working out with his dad um spending plenty of time in the gym preparing for the draft um and now that there's going to be a combine obviously he's preparing for that but i think you kind of hope that he's been practicing his three-point shot because when it comes down to you know who you really want to draft i think when you look at the landscape of the nba today um io doesn't fit in 100 percent into that that characteristic guys get hit big threes um but also can can make a a move to the basket but mainly can hit that three pretty consistently. Um, you know, you look like guys that even like a, a, a comparison um, to Io has been Drew Holiday. That guy hits threes. Um, so you hope that that's what he's been working on, and, and hopefully he impresses scouts um, at the combine. But, I mean, he hit him. I think, what is he, 31%, 33% um, this year instead of 28% I think he was hitting last year. And he made big threes down the stretch, so you know those are something you look for in, in, in a player like Io, um, three-point shooting. I mean, we see Ben Simmons working on it, and, and it seems like he's finally got it down, so it's something you can improve on. It doesn't make the player, but, I mean, we all know what Io is special at, getting to the hoop and, and, and making plays and having great vision on the floor. Um, if he can expand to that other side of basketball and, and start knocking down some shots behind the arc, He's easily a first-round draft pick.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. You mentioned how trendy the NBA is, and obviously they're trending towards a three-point shot and have been for a while. But for me, I think about Io and the way he's worked. You know, after his freshman year, there are a few big things that he really needed to tackle. Um, exhibit A was gaining weight, getting stronger. He definitely did that. He shredded these days. I think a lot of that goes to Coach Fletch, but... He obviously is in a lot better shape. He needed to shore up some things on the defensive end. Obviously, in his sophomore season, he looked like a much more complete player on the defensive end. And then offensively, the biggest glaring issue was going to the left and shooting. And he got a lot better going to the left in that sophomore season. He knocked down some huge threes down the stretch, but the percentages don't look as good as you know maybe a team drafting him would like. But the point I'm trying to get at is he's on the up. He's been on the up and I think that willingness to work and acknowledge maybe some things that are your weaknesses and turn them into strengths, that's something that IO's been really good at during his time at Illinois.
1: Yeah, and and look to other trends in the NBA. You see teams like the Nuggets playing um tall ball. Um I was a 6-5 point guard, which is becoming more the trend in the NBA. Is is taller point guards. So um, he's lanky and he does have a lot of muscle on him, so you know he can fit more of a um, a more modern um, NBA team in that aspect. But like I said, I think the three point shooting is the only thing that I I've always thought that kept him back at least last year. Um, you saw that improvement in his sophomore season, and, and you're absolutely right. I think the left hand was was an issue for him. Um, I didn't think it was an issue for him this year. Um, he expanded on his game and in those facets and. Um, he brought Illinois back, right? We say that every week. Um, so he did what he accomplished. You know, he has a lot of pride in his team. He was a good teammate. That's you know another important thing we should throw out there. You know, he's a draftable guy. We'll see what what he does in the combine. But I think a big thing for me too is when pe- people ask me, "Hey, like, do you think I was going to go? I really want to see him play in our season at U of I." I always say, "I hope he goes to the NBA." To be quite frank, like it would be great to have Io and Kofi and be a top-five team right now. That's something I really want. But I think it's almost better for U of I in terms of recruiting, in terms of legacy, that Io leaves now and plays well or at least makes a decent career in the NBA and gets drafted in the first round than it is for him to come back and, and win a national championship and then maybe further you know, put himself back in the draft because of his age um, maybe they didn't see enough from him another year in a row um, you know stuff like that I, I just want to see him succeed I think I again I'd love to see Illinois be really successful but I think if you're Brad Underwood you can make the selling point that hey we get players into the NBA again you know John Gross could never do that I mean Kendrick Nunn was in the NBA for a little bit but he you know he played at Oakland he transferred from Illinois to Oakland now you know Underwood could say look at what we developed in Iowa he wasn't ready that first year he wasn't ready coming out of high school you know the G League wasn't ready for him but now after his sophomore year he put together a great campaign we were winning games then he goes to the NBA that's a great selling point and and frankly I think um, you know it, it's better for Illinois in the long run that Iowa, Iowa goes to the draft yeah
0: I got two things after that the first is you know, you want your recruits to put your team back on the map. He already did that. He has nothing left to prove at Illinois. The only thing he has left to prove is to show everybody I belong in the NBA. And I think his key to doing that, and that leads me to my second point, is people are going to see him put on a show at the Combine. He's going to be a very attractive guy, maybe a big, bigger story nationally. Obviously, we're going to be looking into how he performs, but, you know, maybe he's one of those guys they are like, wow, we missed this guy you know, during his sophomore season, this is the real deal. That could help his draft stock. But at the end of the day, I think we're both in agreement. This guy will be in the NBA sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, I think he, I mean, we he's locked in. We we've we talked to him two weeks ago. He said 100%, still 100% locked in. He was 100% locked in in June. He was 100% locked in in, in March, I think, going to the NBA. I don't think his opinion has changed. Um, He's ready to take his shot, and I just got to, you know, I hope, All Illinois fans respect that. He's done a lot for our program. He's done a lot for our coaching staff. And, um, yeah, I I wish Io the best. But um, (laughs) I just want to throw this in there, too. Um, I do think he might have a little bit unfinished business because he never got to play in a tournament, obviously, to no fault of his own. But maybe his teammate, Tyler Underwood, can uh, uh, finish that (laughs) with his uh, sixth season at Illinois this year.
0: Yeah. Forgot to mention that um, Tyler Tyler Underwood Underwood couldn't spit that one out. Got a granted eligibility for a sixth season. It'll be his fourth, I believe, at Illinois or third at Illinois. Um, great leader to have on that team after losing a lot of, you know, some older guys and especially IO. You'll bring in some of that old chemistry to to mix in with the guards coming in, Kerbelo and Adam Miller and kind of what i think is is molding underwood into a coach a little bit, a little bit because he's not going to get as yeah. much playing time as he did like i mean he'll get the same amount no more because they got just as many guards less. that they need to get in right they have more guards that they need to get in really so i think it's more underwood being a, a clubhouse guy this season and kind of getting him kind of towards a coach's seat in the future in my opinion
1: yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's definitely a little bit more of that move. But with that being said, you know, um, it, I don't really see him. Pl- I see him playing less um, this year, just because of the talent that is on could Illinois be. this this upcoming year with with Coleman Hawkins, um, you know, with Corbello, obviously Adam Miller. He's going to be playing for sure, uh, no question. But even those guys that are going to be coming off the bench. I just don't really see there there being additional space for Underwood to play, but um, you know, it's good. We talk you know, we, we talk to Michael Tula a lot about it, you know. It's good to have guys like that who can come into practice and really make it difficult for guys who are gonna be playing and, and that need you know, need the work. So that's what Tyler Underwood will hopefully be doing this upcoming year and he, um you know, he could he could be a little bit one of those older leaders in, in on the court, you know, and in practice.
0: I like it. I I agree, and now I think we'll shift gears to another leader, this time on the football team. Brandon Peters, named to the Maxwell Award watch list, the highest award essentially aside from the Heisman that a quarterback could get in college football. You know, we flew under the radar last year, but people are kind of starting to take notice. They're jumping on the Brandon Peters train that, might I add, the Oski Talk guys, me and Pat, started way long ago. Now everybody's kind of Hopping on the train. There's room for more people if you guys want to hop on, but we're all in on Brandon Peters.
1: Yeah, we we've been into him uh right after the red box Bowl, The dive, I think. On that fourth was... and
0: ten, third and ten, whatever it right. was. That told me that's our guy.
1: Yeah, he, he I think the one thing that I always felt was lacking from Brandon Peters, and I don't think you see it when, you know, he's in the media room, when he's talking to media. You don't really see like him. I don't want to say not being an Illini, but just like not being the leader.
0: It's the cutler and when he vibe. He did that,
1: yeah, a little bit. And I that's not not trying to diss Brandon Peters because he certainly shows it on the field, at least with his players. Because I think they would they would tell you right away that you know he's all in on winning, hundred um, percent, yeah. But you don't get that vibe. So when you see that, and I think when you see that as a fan, when you see that as a guy who interviews him every week I think you kind of you you see it yourself for your eyes for I've personally I felt it was like one of of the first times him going all out for the team and when you're a transfer I think it's hard to fit in right away um you know we we posted on the champagne room what is branding what is Brandon Peters career if he's at Illinois for four years I think he's a starter by sophomore year um maybe his freshman year I mean Look, Pe- Peters has been fantastic, and I think we've only probably seen 75% of what he can do in that last season. He was injured. I mean, he got rocked against EMU. I, that hit was unbelievable. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe he came back in that game. Tough. Um, he's a tough guy. That Yeah, he's a tough guy for sure, and then that dive only um, proves that statement more correct. Look, when it, when it comes down to it, Brandon Peters, I think – this year can have an Illini like a a big Illini legacy for him. Um, unfortunate that we're only playing nine games so far. Hopefully the Big Ten switches that and, and does play the whole twelve. Um, but I think he could have honestly been one of the one of the best quarterbacks at least in the last two decades for Illinois if he stayed. He could have been up there with Juice Williams if he wanted to, um, it, or excuse me, if he went here the first two years. Um, just because he he has that arm strength, it's clear that he cares a lot about this team. Um, and I think officially he, he is an Illini. Like I said, I think it takes a little bit while for guys, especially transfers at a high leadership position like quarterback. It, it might take a little time for them to become you know a part of the culture. And I think he's officially into the culture. I think he's all in. And I think that's where a lot of the confidence for his season this year comes from.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, and I think another aspect to his game, he's got underrated speed. You know, he he's a yeah, scrambler you know, if he if he needs to. But,
1: you know. That's a good way to put it. He's not a runner, I wouldn't say. But he could scramble well and can get out. And you could run, you know, you could run RPO offense with him because he could run too right. if you really wanted to. He makes good decisions. He can read pretty well. We saw that a couple times this year, more towards the end of the season um yeah, Rob Smith let you him know, when, go a little bit. Yeah, I think he just made good reads. You you really really can see it. Um and that's the other when thing when he he's evaluating the line. as well. Yeah, I I think I'm trying to think of the game where you really saw it. I think it was the Purdue game if you look back at some of that tape. Um you know, he knows when to hand it off. They really ran the offense well in on that one. I think I, I don't think they scored a whole lot, but um yeah, it was it the just rain game. good game. Yeah, that was 100% the game. Um. Yeah, that was that game. Um. Yeah, he looked great in that game. He made the right reads. That's the 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 Brent Peters that I think we're gonna get. But the question is, where? Um. What is his ceiling for this year? So where do you think that is? Um.
0: Statistically, I think his season is gonna be very similar to his season last year. He only ended up playing eleven games, but I think he's gonna have a little bit of a stronger year statistically this year through the nine games which I think will put him around the same stats he had last year. I think 20 touchdowns is where I want to put him if they throw the ball like I think they're going to throw the ball. He had 18 last year in 11 games. But like we've been talking, this team has the weapons to turn into a pass-first, run-second offense for the first time in a while. And if that's the case, Peters could have a really solid year.
1: I think any good coordinator can... Change an offense to the style of of quarterback, running back, the team, the style of team that he has, and I think when you look at this offensive line as being one of the best ranked by PFF, as one of the best offensive lines in the Big Ten in the country, I think I think you you, you certainly pass more this year. I, I I mean when you have a guy like this who's on the Maxwell um, Award watch list who had a great you know, second half to his season last year. Started out a little rough, but was still good. Um great games against Michigan State, against Purdue. You change the offense. And I think they will. I think you'll you'll probably see run probably past sixty percent, run forty percent. Um, you know, we don't even know how how what Mike Epstein is gonna look like this year. We hope that he looks really good and and um and and comes out hot and, and doesn't get injured, but, you know, that's not the reality. Of the last couple of years, right? He's gotten injured a couple of times. You hope that he's good, but yeah, I think you expect. I when I think of the ceiling for him, I think it's it's top three quarterbacks in the Big Ten. I think he can have a two thousand five hundred yard season with twenty five touchdowns. Stick with those, you know, below ten interceptions in in thirteen games. I think that's certainly possible. Um, maybe a little bit more on the yardage, maybe a little bit less, but I think that's right around where he's gonna you know, be. Um I he completed I think sixty percent of his passes last year. 55, oh no, was 55%. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um I think you probably see that closer to sixty two percent, but I think the one thing that'll put him in the top three and maybe, you know, all big ten third team will be the wins. I think he's he has to make statement wins this year, and I think he will. Um, you know, I've said it a while ago. I thought this was an eight and four team, and and now that you're only playing the Big Ten, and maybe if you play some more Big Ten teams and you get a little bit of easier schedule, you know, maybe it's a nine win team. But I'm not sure with nine games. Um, this is an eight win team, maybe a six win team. <laughs> um, six and three would be real I nice. You're about to call um, nine and zero. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I I don't think we're gonna beat Ohio State, but. I think when you think the ceiling, I think he is a top three quarterback in the Big Ten. He could be this year.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good place to put it. Obviously, me and you have been talking Heisman. That's a little bit, you know, a little bit of that's a stretch. Ceiling.
1: That's that's way out there. That the, uh, he's not the, he's not going to be a Heisman. He's not going to be better than Trusty. The, the ceiling yeah, is, is just... the roof
0: there, but I think, um, I think top three in the Big Ten is a solid place to put him. You know, you gotta obviously assume. Uh, I'm blanking on the Ohio State quarterback, Saint Fields. Justin Fields. He'll yeah. he'll probably be the best in the Big Ten, and no and question. you could see Peters falling right in that next tier below him, and that wouldn't surprise me based off of the offense we have coming in, the solid foundation he set last year, the weapons that are returning, and playing some Big Ten teams the whole time. I, I could see it, and I think that's a good place to set the ceiling.
1: Yeah, I mean, too, when you look look at everything, yeah, Adrian Martinez, Jack Cohn might make another step at um at Wisconsin. Um, Penix at Indiana had a really nice um, second half to his season, it was pretty good last year. Um, Tanner Morgan, of course, had a good season. But I, I think when you rank quarterbacks this year, I honestly can see um, the Peters being better than Jake Plummer, Sean Clifford. Adrian Martinez, those are guys that he could definitely – and Jack, Jack Cohn's overrated. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Sorry to the, any Badgers that listen to the show. Um,
0: yeah, we all want can, them anyway. He could be better than those
1: guys. <laughs> Penix is going to throw for a lot of yards, so it's going to be hard to argue that. And, and Tanner Morgan um, had an unbelievable season last year. I'm not sure he has the same season at Minnesota this year. Might have been a fluke. All of Minnesota. Um. <laughs> yeah, Oh man, I mean – we could go on and on about P.J. Fleck because yeah, I, I could think get I've, into I've that. made um, my stance about <laughs> P.J. Fleck very clear on this show. Um, but I think he could be a top three quarterback at um, U of I this year. The competition, I mean, Sean Clifford might be a little bit better this year than him too, but he's got the tools this year.
0: Yeah, and even not top three, top five, whatever it is, we're expecting big things from Brandon Peters, and I think we can both agree on that.
1: Absolutely. And
0: we'll move right along to some new recruits for the Illinois football class of 2021. Pat, you want to tell us about them?
1: Yeah, Illinois picked up two guys this week. Zach Barlev, former Bowling Green recruit, um, or commit, I should say, um, switched over to the University of Illinois. Um, Another offensive lineman, which is good. The line are starting to stack up linemen, um to this class something that we talked that was super necessary I think I was very worried about it I think um I want to say probably 10 episodes ago talked about how I was extremely worried about offensive line depth in the upcoming years yeah and they heard you and um, now they're acting on it and they're acting on it yeah three guys to this class which is really good to add one more and and (laughs) Four offensive linemen in one class is pretty dang good. Yeah, it's like the same Um, class
0: that's leaving. Hopefully they could turn into four, you know, award watch list, future NFL players like they have on the line right
1: now. If if Green gets drafted this year and we lose all five of our guys, (laughs) which is very possible, I will be very nervous for Isaiah Williams. Next year, yeah. Junior year at U of I starting, because that is going to be a very interesting season. But the one thing I will say about that, too, if we could get really quick in the offensive line, you got guys who um, have been behind those guys for a while. Um, you got Pearl and Slaughter coming right back. Those are guys who are going to be seniors um, after all those guys leave. So, um you know I'm not that worried about you know some of those guys stepping up and and playing big minutes potentially in um some of their first career games um <laughs> coming in as seniors but um back to the recruits um other recruit that we got to was Tyler strain from Florida um gonna be a d back so that was a nice commit too um didn't have any real big um Interest from 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 teams other than U of I, and I think Purdue also had interest interest in him, but he's a guy with a lot of speed, which makes sense for the Illini. That's what they look for when they're recruiting. We talk about that time and time and again. So um, that's another good addition too. He's probably going to be a little bit more of a um, a project for the Illini. I don't want to phrase it like that, but he's going to be in the secondary. Um the first thing I think people thought is he'll probably be a corner. Um we'll see about that. We'll see kinda how where he fits in on the team. But um, you know, he's a guy who didn't really have a twenty four seven rank when he when he committed to University of Illinois. So um yeah, we'll we'll kinda see how he works out and um where he fits on the team. But um some nice additions to this class that's starting to get beefed up a little bit. Yeah,
0: it seems like the recruiting um the recruiting motto, I guess, is stack speed and offensive line. That's exactly what they've done this offseason.
1: Yeah, I mean, speed, I mean, we talk about that a lot, too. Speed is extremely important to this Illini team. It's the one thing you can't um, coach. It isn't. Lovey Smith says that, too, um, and he's right. It is, it's the one thing you can't coach. I mean, you could get fat. You could bulk up a little bit and, you know, bulk up and <laughs> – in, in your quads and in and, and hamstrings and get faster that way. But you're absolutely right. I think that, that's just a, a natural talent you can't teach. But, you know, with those two recruits, Illinois now is not in the bottom of recruiting for uh, the Big Ten. They They're they come in at 11th with 15 recruits. Um, above the likes of Michigan State, Indiana, Purdue. So that's a good place to be if you're the Illini. And um, even the talent is doing pretty good too. So, you know um in, in terms of stars uh but yeah it it's good for the line this is this is a good look we're finally putting together a nice class if they could add um maybe five more guys um pick up some more corn um another linebacker actually never mind i scratch that we're good with linebackers um maybe another guard and that's pretty much it i don't know there's not really that many holes that i'm seeing maybe another wide receiver you can get three in this class um, would be nice and a, eh. yeah. I this is this is a nice class. They have put together a nice class um, with only fifteen guys. Got four more to go, and you know maybe just build a little bit more um, depth around the guys that they got.
0: Yeah, I think that's a uh, perfect way to put it there, and we're gonna move. Cause it, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, there's not really. There's no point. There's no. Position in this class that I'm really like uh, this could this could use a little bit of help. They got two really quality offensive linemen, um, in Weiss Carver and 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 um, So you know that's good. And Cedarius um, McConnell coming in at, at defensive end. They got some good guys um, in the um, secondary with Joriel Washington. So you know and and uh, Dylan Rosiak of course we talked about him. Coming in at linebacker and, and Trevor Moffitt, and our linebacker, you know, it, this is a decent class they've put together. Um, just adding a little bit more depth at positions they think they need, and then that'll pretty much wrap up the recruiting for the Illini.
0: And with that, that'll pretty much wrap up this episode as well. We're going to do one last thing. It'll be the Illini of the week, and we're going to give it kind of a guy you probably won't remember even went to Illinois, Tanner Roark who is still in the major leagues, representing the Illini, pitching for the Blue Jays. He starts on Tuesday, giving the Illini some uh, good credit in the MLB, and that was just my shameless plug of baseball being back. Both of us very excited about that.
1: Oh, yeah, we love being him baseball back, and uh, hopefully Tyler has a nice outing. Um, Always love seeing him pitch, and uh, I think we'll hopefully see some other Illini yeah, soon. Maybe pop in, pop in during the season. I
0: believe Joey we Gerber,
1: see or? Joey
0: Gerber's on the Mariners taxi squad, so maybe we'll see him if some Mariners get hurt. God forbid, but it would be great to see him up. We don't know where Tanner Roark's going to be pitching. I think they said Buffalo is where the Blue Jays are going to be playing their home games. Something like that, because Canada won't let him play there. But good to see Tanner Roark still going at it. I think it's his eighth or ninth season in the big leagues representing the Illini. Gotta love it.
1: You do gotta love it. So that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Oski Talk. For Anthony Pasquale, I'm Pesh I ILL. I-N-I.